Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, season two. Season Cheer- two. Season two. So, cheers, everybody. Two, episode two. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. And uh, yeah, nice to be back. Wow, Helena, that was the biggest shot I've ever seen you take before. <laughs> you are a dirty dog. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Guys, sorry about so the podcast recording. Helena has gone hard tonight. Mm. She's gone full British pirate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today what are we talking about? Oh no, introduce ourselves first. Yeah, let's all introduce ourselves. So I'm Logan from Talkalicious. Uh, to my right is the sorry. wonderful Helena. Okay, I told you I'm, she's drunk, guys. Okay, I'm Helena. Uh, I'm the co-founder of a Chinese craft gin brand uh, called Crimson Pangolin. And to my right... Is Kelvin. I am the business development manager for Crimson Pangolin. What else are you? The name there. Uh, I also started a food pop-up company called Street Kings. Cool. Where I make street food. Yeah, yeah. nice. I'm Alicia, cocktail writer. That's it. That's all I want to say about myself. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What so, what else do I do? Yeah. I bake things. Nice. I bake cakes and drink drinks. Gold cakes. Yeah, I write about drinks and bake cakes. That's it. Yeah. And recycles. And recycles. Yeah. Recycles plural. I recycles things. That was you the recycles part. things. Yeah. Okay, so today we're going to talk about uh, drinks that have a gender. Ugh, gender and, drinks. And we don't mean in French or Spanish. We mean. We <laughs> mean. We, 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 we mean drinks that are more associated with men or drinks that are more associated with women. And if that still applies in today's uh, gendered climate. Yeah. <laughs> or anti gender climate. And if it was if, ever okay, and if it was ever, yeah, if it was ever a thing, and why we think those categories exist in the first place. Yes, all okay. the things about yes. gender drinks. So I will say, uh, coming to China from San Francisco, I was always told like, okay, this drink is for woman, this drink is for man, from the different bar teams at different restaurants and bars, right? In China. In China. Okay. Which is the states. Nobody would say this drink is for woman or this drink's for man or. Uh-huh whatever in between and everybody has their genders and we respect and love them all mm-hmm. uh, so I think it was a very uh, eye-opening difference for me different culture different ways to talk about things mm-hmm. I think uh, you hear certain drinks in China and people are like oh that is for a man mm-hmm. like for example working in a Mexican restaurant people are saying margarita is more of a man drink versus like rosé wine more of a woman's drink so those things I don't believe that necessarily. Whatever tastes good to you, you could drink. And as long as you have the money for it, I'll keep selling it to you. Mm-hmm. Don't I, care. I think that you're a big... I mean, obviously, I know you worked at bars in the U.S. I did not. Um, but I think that you're being too nice to the Western side of things. I think that gendered drinks have, are something that have existed like globally and are now being more and more phased out, right? But are still like pretty... It's pretty prevalent in China right now for uh, certain drinks to be seen as for a woman or for a man. But I think this this issue definitely exists outside of China. Well, yeah. let's also say, is it a bad thing or a good thing? All right, I'll go first. I think it's, I, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, like, I... I think it's bullshit. Like, let's say our friend orders a bottle of wine at a table. Uh-huh. And it's a female. Uh-huh. And the waiter will give it to the man at the table to try the wine. Yeah. 100% bullshit. Yeah. Right? But if you don't know anything about drinking, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, these drinks are made for women, or these drinks are made for men, 
We'll go, oh, okay, maybe this is a little bit easier for me if I don't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just don't agree. But this is what I'm saying about a cultural concept that maybe it's not always our cultural insight. That's true, but I think it's kind of, but I think that it's a bit of an old, it, it's in general like this old fashioned Victorian concept that like women are more fragile and must have more fragile, delicate flavors when actually women like just as many things as men and pre- plenty of men like these flavors that would be mm-hmm. you know are supposed to be I, I think that a lot of it is about like perception and like forcing these uh, these boundaries on women like you're you're meant to like like a floral drink or a fruity drink or whatever and like if you if you're a man and given those things then you know but you are fruity do, do you <laughs> think that this might play out in the sales statistics um and there actually might be some truth to the fact that women have women tend to in general have to have certain palettes that are driven towards one thing mm-hmm. and men tend to have certain palettes that are driven towards another thing or do we or do you do you think there's anything like biological or anthropological to that or do you think well, it's completely socially engineered for, i think it's socially engineered yeah I I, it's so partly so but like for guys i'll drink what my dad drinks my dad drinks what his dad drink. That's socially engineered. But that's just being a man. We're drinking whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, normally, um, a, a woman will look at the menu, look at all the different drinks. A man will walk and be like, I want a Makers on the Rocks, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Or a bourbon with water, or like a scotch, you know, whatever so men, it is. So wh- men walk up to the bar and they're like, I know what I want. I do yeah. the same thing every time, whereas women are much more curious and they want to see the Yeah, they're open to they? suggestion. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you got today? What's good on the menu? Obviously, it's changed a bit, but the general thesis that I'm bringing out my my part of it is that men kind of know what they want to drink, whereas women are very open but to I think su- certain suggestions. That itself is socially engineered because I, yeah. like it, it's like in movies, like you, for example, James Bond. Everyone knows his order. Mm-hmm. He goes up and he knows exactly what he wants and how he wants it, and I think that's something we grew up seeing. So as men we go to the bar and we think we need to know like for example some people they don't even know what they're ordering they don't even know why they're ordering it they just know that they need to know what they're ordering when they go up Mm -hmm. and i think part of that is from like probably subconsciously it's it's something you've seen in movies and you think that that's what you need to do yeah Yeah, it makes sense but also remember james bond was written to be an idiot Mm mm-hmm Shake and not served was yeah, written to show he didn't know anything about cocktails. Yeah, who right. shakes it? Do you know what? I saw it an was... actor the other day. I saw Stanley Tucci, who mm-hmm. is like a great actor. Tucci game, Tucci game, Tucci game, Tucci game. Yeah, Tucci game. <laughs> he's he's the he's the brand ambassador for Tanqueray uh-huh. now anyway. But about about a year ago, he did an Instagram video during lockdown of like him making a Negroni. Mm-hmm. He shook a Negroni, <gasps> and I was like, oh god, nothing is worse than a watery Negroni. Yeah. I'm sorry, like, but you should always stir a Negroni. Mm-hmm. And now he's the Tanqueray brand ambassador. Oh no! Have they oh, seen no. the video? Have I? Oh, yeah, I've seen the video. No, have they seen? The video? Have they seen it? I have no idea. Well, I don't know. Maybe that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he used Tanqueray and they were like, oh, brand ambassador right there, and right. then that's how we got. What the is the Tuchinator? So like, if it's Tuch. Okay, all right. Anyway, so anyway, back on topic. Um, so, all right. So, but the thing is, I, 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 I do feel that there are certain drinks that skew more feminine. I think that something like a rosé wine is a basic bitch drink. 
I don't, I think it's definitely, if I, I am sure, I don't have the data for this, but I'm sure that if you looked at like the sort of sales demographics of who is buying rosé wine, it's going to be 90% female. Logan and I love our rosé all days. Yeah, I'm rosé. But I'm, you're <laughs> rosé. <laughs> but, is, but, is be- but is that because men feel that drinking a pink drink is somehow demasculating? I'm not sure. Yeah, I was gonna say Sorry. there's a word called emasculating. Emasculating. Sorry, yeah. just use the word demasculating. Emasculating, you know? Well, yeah, I don't think I mean, but I'm tough and I'm secure in my sexuality. <laughs> That's what I mean. I, I think that a confident man can drink rose all day. I'll I'll, I'll drop mm. some rose, son. Yeah, I I, th- I think so too. I definitely mm. think so too. But my question is, I think I think you'll probably find that when you look at the sales data, it is mostly women buying rosé. Yeah. That's what I think. It's, like, yeah. it's like single white women that are sad, that are drinking rosé. I understand, but it but it's like very deep. Like the All whole the women issue, that Kelvin turned down. deep-seated. The whole issue, yes, it's deeply ingrained in our society that like pink is for girls and blue is for boys. Well, like, I want the fucking blue cup, assholes. Oh, so you're and red pill, I, blue pill, is what you're saying, basically. <laughs> no, I just... I, I, I just like I'm not gonna drink rosé almost ever. You oh, know? that's good. But, it's yeah, cold. But it's, it's, it's more rosé for it's us. Just yeah. Like, yeah, it's the best thing. But you guys will. Yeah. But I think, like, I think that it's really, it's not just that, like, men don't like it because it's not uh, not all rosé wine is like sweet or whatever. Because we're not talking about white Zinfandel, right? Like a sweet, gross wine. Like rosé, it's just it's fucking rosé. But it's pink. It's pink. And pink is supposed to be for girls. First swear we're on the podcast this year. That's not true. That's First F bomb. not true. I don't mm. think so. I think no, it's it okay. Well, right, let's go no? the other end of the spectrum. What about something like a like a bourbon or a scotch? Because I do again, that's the other end of the spectrum for me, where I do feel that it's if you look at the, if you look at the data, it might be mainly men. I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it would be like ninety percent, but I'm saying it might skew like sixty five. Well, I think most bourbon are drinkers like, are probably going to be men, because it takes a while to enjoy that burn. And I think, like, maybe in polite society, you're not, like, as a man, you kind of have to tough it up. That's why we drink certain things. You have to look tough. Like, you see in a movie, a guy, I'll drink, a, like, a shot. And it's like a cowboy mm. movie, right? Yeah, and somebody will, like, like throw it towards the yeah. end of the bar. Like, they'll roll it towards and the And it doesn't make a face. Yeah. Versus, you know, somebody else will make a face for the same drink. You know, the, our main character is tough. So our bourbons are... I'm just saying how you said it. Bourbon. What did I say? Bourbon. Bourbon. You said bourbon. Yeah. Like like the biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> you don't know. But yeah, so we. Uh, I'm saying like sometimes it is culturally like a man's gonna drink a bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm gonna get is... yelled at behind the scenes here by but, the guy, wait, guys. But we can't. Okay, but I think that we can't just like. Uh, Helena, you keep bringing up statistics, right? Like. But statistics are part of, like, the greater issue. Like, people are buying these things because, like, society has told them they're meant to. Yeah, it's like, not just because, like, I think that there would be a lot of, like, there will be men who, like, we've talked about this before, are too, are literally too afraid to go order an apple martini, even though yeah. that's their favorite. I will crush martini. apple martini. I know, yeah. you will crush an apple martini, but you're a confident person, right? Yeah. And and I think that, like, as, as we all progress and become more comfortable with, like, our gender, our sexuality, and fluidity, and both of these things, you know, people are, are more willing to just, like, be like, this is what I like, and I'm getting it. 
But a lot of the world is not like that. It's still, and and a lot of the U.S., a lot of Europe. You know, people are like, I have to, I'm supposed to drink this. But at the same time, though, maybe some of these stereotypes are for a purpose. Like, for example, a typical girl in Asia Mm -hmm. is maybe about, what's a typical weight, you would say? 48 kilos. Yeah, 48 kilos. That's... Not a lot. It's like, it's, like, it's like 100 pounds. And it's like a guy here is about 80 kilos, right, generally? So it's not like a, a like, for me, I'm 94 kilos. Uh, I'm, I'm also a bigger guy. <coughs> but, like, what I'm saying is your weight affects your drinking. And so if you're making something super strong for a girl, maybe they're not comfortable because they're getting drunk after, like, two drinks. Yeah. I mean, I, I do a lot of guest bartending around, around China. Um, and... The first thing the bartenders always, especially out, out of Shanghai, the first thing the bartenders always ask me is, which of these on the guest cocktail menu are for girls and which one are for guys? Or which one is more suitable for girls and which one's more suitable yeah. for guys? Yeah. And I know that they're expecting me to say the ones with the highest alcohol content are for guys and the ones that are lighter are for, are for women. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that they expect to they expect to have and be said here on the menu. And they even suggest it in that way. When they when they show you their, more permanent, their permanent menu, they're like, oh, this is good for females, this is good for men. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is. It is just part of a. It's 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 stereotyping. It is it's yeah. stereotyping. It is. I think yeah. that as cultures become, like as like we've talked about this many times on this podcast, cocktail culture is still very new in China, right? And I think that as, like any, anything progresses, like thing your mentality changes about it. You know, so some years ago gendered drinks were more of a thing in the west you know whereas now people are very like i drink what i like based on this and this and this um and i think that likely as cocktail culture progresses that that will change as well because i mean there are other things you know like um i I mean it's it's kind of just applies to alcohol like when it comes to food in china right like everyone's eating all the same food at the table, right? It's not like, um, like I, I actually, I feel like this is something in the U.S. Kind of like a man like gnawing on a big turkey leg or something like that is is, is like a thing, you know? Like I'm a man, I want a steak. Like a thing. Yeah, yeah, but here, like people just everyone eats everything. You yeah, know? like that's not food is like, gendered here. Yeah, food is not gendered. Yeah. Gendered, right? I mean, there are like some traditional Chinese medicine things that are different for men and women, whatever. Well, it's but, like hot water. Yeah, yeah, good for everyone's healthy, you know. And so the or like soda. I mean, even even things like the color pink, right? Like the color pink in the West that's seen as a woman's color. Like it's not really here. Like it's not just a color for women here. Like men mm. wear pink shirts and stuff like that. I remember talking about this um, with people like ten years ago in China. Um, and so I I think that as cocktail culture becomes more prevalent, people will kind of find their voice in terms of what they like to drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but I, th- I think that another thing that's important or that has happened, you know, in the last few years, maybe a couple of decades or so, is that brands have bought out products that are specifically targeted, targeted towards men or women. And I think some have come in hot water when they've targeted their drinks at women. So I think you have an example, right? Yes. Okay. I have a couple of examples. So like... First off, when it comes to like, I don't know, mainstream industry media kind of stuff, like the the common consensus now is like gender drinks 
fuck that. Okay. Like that time is over. Like it's old fashioned. Drinks do not have a gender and everyone needs to get over it kind of thing. So when like, yes, of course there are products, right. That have been marketed towards men and women. And in the past, I think that was more acceptable, but like now in 2022 it like you get a lot of backlash okay so one of the things um i mentioned was Michelob ultra which came out i don't know almost 20 years ago it's like a low carb beer right for men yes that was it that was a big well no it was i mean it was it was a say say it like the way you need to say Michelob (coughs) ultra i just didn't get that Michelob ultra so (laughs) um (laughs) when it came out it was like a way for you know, men who wanted to be carb conscious or whatever, but still have their beer, you know? So it, it was still, you know, a, a dark blue and whatever, like dark blue and white, a bit uh, can, whatever, just looked like normal beer, Michelob Ultra, low calorie beer for men. There you go. Okay. Um, but like uh, a year or two ago, there was like a big stink because Bacardi came out with a spirit that was marketed for women. Um, and it, it was called... Let me see. Is it called like Plume. and me? <laughs> no, it was Plume at something, uh, Plume and Petal. Okay. Yeah. And this was. Oh, I'm even cringing at that name. I know. Yeah. So that so it was described as designed by women for today's modern woman intended to be jo- enjoyed with other women. Okay. It was a reduced calorie, reduced alcohol, fruit flavored vodka. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like immediately they were shit on by everyone for this like people were super pissed you know they were like because it brings up other issues right like a, a low alcohol a, how a low- are the commercials like hey i'm a hard-working mom that also has a hard career and like you hear like and she's just walking in a business suit well it was supposed to be Honestly, spa probably. inspired it was supposed to be spa inspired so it's probably to the not spa, like to the, the working spa. yeah to the spa uh so but this was like because people brought up all different kinds of things like when you're saying like this low calorie thing is for women like that's also that's an issue in itself right because you're saying like in that you're implying that women should be the ones who are more concerned about their calorie intake and their body image like when they're having a drink you know and things like that and so like people were very up in arms about it and Bacardi like immediately apologized and were like sorry like it's not just for women, you know, because people were like, oh, shit, if I would be drinking yeah, this if the, I knew. I can see the ad. It's like uh, the guy, Mitch, from uh, Modern Family saying, it's not just for women anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like, because people are like, great, just what oh. I need, like a lower alcohol drink that's just for me. And, you know, like, just oh, what shit. I wanted. Yeah. Like, just I would, hits the spot. Yeah. I, I would be drinking this if I were allowed to drink it with men, but, you know, it's only for, you know. And so it, it's just, it's just this whole it's this whole thing i think it's it's super old-fashioned and trying to put people into places that uh they should choose to be if they want to you know i don't think it's the but the, it's not like the first time in history do you like the, the well, think about like deodorants i think what you're going for is like uh something was ph balance strong enough for women but ph balance for uh, was, ph balance for women but strong enough for yeah. Men. Yeah. yeah 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 like there's stuff like that that's said you know yeah yeah and then we're like, well, I okay. think it's shifting away from that. I mean, if you think about like beer commercials from like I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, it was very like gendered. Like even the commercial itself, like a lot of beers are like shown to be like 
for men. And I mean, they never explicitly say it, but like mm -hmm. the content of the video. I like those videos though, by the way. Yeah, Logan's in a We know you though. do. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan. Big fan, guys. Big fan of beer commercials from the 90s. But I, I think that a lot of those things are just being axed, you know? I mean, uh, it, th there are so many things that... But why do you have to take the women? sexuality away from drinking? Because for a lot of people, that's how they actually socially lubricate themselves. Right, but, right. But, but you can socially lubricate like, with a... Yeah, I don't I mean, categorizing the gender is a different topic. I it's, categorically say don't gender drinks I don't feel like females should be told what kind of drinks to drink or men should be told what kind of drinks to drink or, mm -hmm. or anybody whatever they identify as mm -hmm. as all their you know anything you want make sure you can drink it as long as it's not like brat poison or something right mm -hmm. but I, at the same time I feel like you have to advertise somehow right yeah you need to have a like I mean th with Crimson right with, with our gym brand like we have we have one of our one of our skews that is predominantly. What's the skew white. for the people listening at home? Uh, so the, we have an oak barrel edition that we, we we take the gin and we age it in oak barrel. What is skew? Oak, mean? Oh, what skew? Uh, so a skew is basically like a category, like a product, like what, a, a type. And it of stands type. for. I actually have no idea. Oh. SKU. Yeah. I, I just say SKU. Something 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 something, something unit. Yeah. Single something unit. I'm drawing. Yeah yeah. Right. Anyway, but like um, but you yeah, say so we have so we have one S style. Single killing eunuch. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> single killing unit. So we have, so we have one, so we have one skew, one unit that is aged in oak barrels, and we have another one that is that is made with rose and hibiscus and like all these floral things. And we did notice, we didn't do this on, intentionally, but we did notice that the that more men were buying the oak barrel and more and predominantly like really really probably a lot of women were buying the rose one. So we didn't like kind of market anything like that until after the fact and we noticed that more people were more of different genders were buying like, <coughs> these these two these two types of drinks so i think like logan's point is like you do have to market your thing to someone and you mm -hmm. can't market it to everyone so then you have to like narrow it down and be like okay let's do males in the midwest who are between the ages of 22 to 37 and that's like what you have to who have a college education or whatever right that's you just have to kind of like that's your target and then you have to market it towards that yeah. and yeah you're right it does create this kind of culture and environment where people feel like they have to do that or drink that or you know conform to conform to whatever but i think yeah i think there has to be a balance like well i think like, i think there's a difference between um you know creating a product that's like explicitly for this group. I think to advertise something and having a target demographic, that's something else. That's that's like, you know, we've seen from statistics that this does well with this demographic mm -hmm. and leaning towards that. But to launch a new product and be like, this is just for women. That yes, I think it's, that's yeah, a yeah, that's, it's, yeah, that, that's, that's an issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, for our listeners, SKU is stock keeping unit. Ooh, well done, Kelvin. Yeah, but I mean, as a, a woman living in China, I have obviously been subject to the this is a drink for you uh, kind of thing. You know, yeah. I've, I've uh, definitely gone to a bar and asked the bartender like about their signatures and been like, you know, like, uh, oh, like, tell me about tell me about your menu, what you make here. Like, what do you suggest? And they'll be like, well, these are, you know, this drink is nice, it's light, it's suitable for a woman. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you know, 
And you're like what a well-known cocktail writer. So yes. like, yeah. I, read, I write about drinks, and so yeah. like that really annoys me. And uh, when that situation comes, like I definitely reply in a snarky way, you know, um, because I'll, you know, and I've ordered, I've gone somewhere before, and I've been like, oh, I'm gonna try this whatever old fashioned you have from your signature, and like, are you sure it's quite strong? And I'm like, yep, I'm definitely sure, and I'll take five just to, <laughs> because you said that, you know, and um, and I've been at. A really, I, I, you know, recently was at a World's 50 Best Ranked Bar. They had a new menu. I've been going here for years, know all the bartenders. And I said, tell me about the, the stuff on the new menu. Like, what should I try? And and he pointed out one that was like a, a, a really light, like sparkling drink. And he was like, I'd recommend this one's really good for ladies. And I was like, right, but I'll usually order like an old fashioned or a Negroni or a highball, something like that. And he was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. You know, mm -hmm. uh, blah, so he blah, knew blah, what he'd done what, straight away. Yes, he yeah, did. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I was just like, don't. You know, I'm I'm very like, don't you tell me what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and so when people and I've also like, I you know I I haven't had uh anywhere near as much bartending experience as someone like Logan, uh, of course. But you know, I've had like my little stints and. I've had a situation where someone came in and um, a guy ordered a drink and he said, you know, I'll, I'll take this and, you know, I'll take something that's suit suitable for suitable for women, you know? And I'm like, well, what does he like to drink? He's like, I don't know, just, you know, pick something that's good for women, like something sweet and whatever, you know, like I'll take this and point something. I was like, okay. And, you know, the woman came back to the bar a little while and was like, this is too sweet for me. And I was like, right, because your man friend fucking mansplained what kind of drink you should have when I was trying to ask what flavor you like, well, you know? Technically, who, pay, who paid for the drink, though? Hey. He didn't actually shit. He said what he wanted to have. <laughs> right, okay, guys, so... <laughs> so, um, no, I, 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 I mean, I will say with that, at that point, I do have women come up to me, what's good for girls? Mm -hmm. Like, people come yeah. up to me all the time and say that. They ask me that question. Yeah, because... Hey, in front of me, I have an article from Drinks International... And it's the 50 most ordered drinks in the world. 50? I thought we were going to do top 10. We, yeah, we're only going to do top 10. Mm -hmm. uh, so, well, let's go to the top 10. And we're going to talk about whether we think in this top 10 it's more ordered by men or by women or both. Okay. And why. Okay. So let's start with number 10. Are we get, Wait, are we deciding ordered by or like our perception of the cup? Like common uh, perception? Common perception. I, Com I think common, common perception. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, I think it all ties in, right? Okay. okay, so number 10 is a mojito, which I feel Chicks. like has had, I think it's had a bit of a revival recently in Asia because of that song. Yeah. That we I, talked right? about. We've talked about that, yeah. Yeah. I, I think mojito is a gender fluid drink. I don't think it has a gender. Yeah. Yeah. I would say chicks. I would say girls. chicks as well. I mean, I love a mojito, but like just common perception in my life. Oh, we gotta say chicks. Well, is chicks actually. Or? Actually. T to be honest, I think, with male or female? Okay, female. Um, but I think that's kind of changed over time. But growing up, I definitely feel like it was more of a female. Yeah, do dudettes or women. Yeah, because yeah. rum is on the sweeter side of spirits. Yeah. it's definitely it's like definitely on the sweeter side. Yeah. But then it also has the sour component to it as well. So and it's a light mixed drink. So I don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, number nine. Aperol spritz. Chicks. Or Europeans. I was going to say Europeans, actually. Which is a whole different subject. 
that is a whole different subject. Uh, but we're talking about gender now. I not. also think we I, have the world. It, uh, understanding oh, our environment, I I mean, I want to say as it's women. both. Yeah, a, as uh, as two Americans here and a Hong Kong run and a, a English woman, it's different perspectives. Like for Americans, it's not really the same thing. We don't have a lot of apparel. Sorry, uh, aperitivo hour. Yeah, it's not our culture. I, I, I mean, yeah. I would I would say like in Shanghai, being an international city, I see men and women yeah, drinking sure, it pretty sure. equally. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And then yeah. yeah, yeah, having an under understanding of you know aperitivo culture. Yeah, like would also say it's for men and yeah. women. I would yeah. also say it's an out, this is my, in my opinion, it's an outdoors drink and it's mm-hmm. obviously a summer drink. Yeah, that's what I would also say as well. Yeah, but, but, but like in our country, like in, in the U.S., we would never drink. We would never have aperitivo alpha because it's just not, yeah. just no. not culturally. I didn't have an resonant. aperol spritz until yeah. I moved to Shanghai, actually. So like, actually, same. Yeah. So is it oh, male, yeah. female, like or European? 12, so. I think is what you're asking. Yes, yeah. Okay. Next one, uh, Manhattan, number eight, Manhattan. Man, men. Men. Okay, why men? I think. But it should be for everybody. It's a fantastic drink. It's just one of those drinks that are generally more ordered by guys. That's funny because I would have actually said women because of the glassware. The glassware is very female. You know what? I'm actually scrolling down the top Feminine. 10 and I'm very surprised Cosmo's not on this list. Cosmo well, is Cosmo, Cosmo does not race the top con- 10. It's because of con- Cosmo's it's a 90s drink. It's not even top 20. Oh my god. So yeah, okay, so Manhattan. Because I, I would say a Cosmo is female. Yeah, because and then a Manhattan. it's pink and sex in the city. Yeah. yeah. And a martini glass, yeah. So I think I think glassware though really glassware the, make it the drink right because yes. I, I'm sure Logan I've, as a bartender have you ever been asked uh, yeah in a by rocks a, glasses instead of a, a, by a martini glass yes. yeah yes. yeah like can I get a martini in a rocks glass yeah, don't put it in a shit glass but do you think but do you think it's because people think it's easier to drink out of or because they're like I don't want to hold this so I, think, I, think, I think it's the female thing I think some that, people I think are fragile in sexualities mm-hmm. and that's that's what I mean. That's up to them, and that's not my journey. That's their journey. Uh, I yeah, I, I want to say something, but yeah, if somebody asks for a drink in a certain glass, she's like, yes, that's what you get. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna say no to them. Who am I to judge them? There's just so many factors. It's also about like that drink. Or maybe they gestulate a... wildly with their hands. Like we don't know what they're doing. That's true, but it's also just like, wouldn't wouldn't you be like, well, this is a this is a. A stirred drink that's not going to have any ice in it, and your hand is going to warm that glass real fast. So, or I, if I say I mean, sorry, Michael J. Fox with your Parkinson's disease, I know, but that's yeah. also the reasoning for it. Yeah, it's why it's in that glass. No, everything has a meaning, but sometimes people, you know, they they have different reasons. My job is not to make the judgment of what the reason is. My job is to fulfill a ticket order. But is your job also to serve the best possible version of that drink? That's always different. Now think about it. when you go but to a then restaurant. You get, is the customer always right, yeah. or is the but think about it, you go to a restaurant, bartender always right, and mm-hmm. you go to a restaurant with salt and pepper on the table. Mm-hmm. You're judging. You're you're putting your own taste, which is fine, mm-hmm. on the food, right? Mm-hmm. If you add your own salt and pepper, yeah. Versus, oh, I'm I think different than the chef does, right? Mm-hmm. So it is, and also regularly he's serving mm-hmm. it in the right glass mm-hmm. which is you know he's doing his part in mm-hmm. doing the best version of it but if someone specifically asks for a rocks glass i think i think that's a different story like maybe they're doing a shot who knows yeah 
They were they're downing the rock slots like Helena did with her whiskey in the beginning of this yeah. episode. Yeah, maybe. Okay, all right, fair. All right, fair next enough. one. Number seven is a whiskey sour. Good question. That's a trick answer. I think also, because whiskey, you want to skewer toward men, generally, but I feel like, whoa, Jedha, it's going to be more female empowerment. Oh, ni Yeah. Oh, Jedi. I was like, what is that word? Mandarin twist there, guys. Sorry, we are talking about China. So I feel like in China, I've seen it ordered equally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think sours sours in general are quite gender neutral. Yeah. Like Pisco sours, whiskey sours. Yeah. All that type of thing. Gin sours. Yeah, gender neutral. Okay, number six. Espresso martini. Espresso martini. Female Russian. Female Russian. <laughs> okay. Um. Hmm. Because of glassware, again, mainly, I'm gonna say women. But actually, but in China, it's quite popular for both, both? genders. I yeah. think. Yeah. I would but say. But I, I, I often go to to glassware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think neutral. Neutral. Okay. Next one. Uh, margarita. Uh, universal. I think, yeah. Universal. Neutral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I think even the glassware doesn't really matter here. Yeah, because you're getting it yeah. two types of glasses. Yeah. 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 Oh, but... Like oh, a frozen you know margarita. What? Yeah. What about yeah. frozen versus rocks? Frozen versus rocks is interesting. I would say frozen is more girls. Yeah. You think it, so? Yeah. Or do you think that. frozen is just party time? I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel like with frozen, this is going to sound really silly, but I think with a frozen margarita, you can add so much more garnish to it and make it so much more elaborate. Yeah. But with a with a rocks one, you can just fl- throw a flower in there, and that's for and me. That's I, like, I I actually see it as almost an age thing. When I was younger, I would have always gotten a frozen margarita, but now, being older, I I always want rocks. Brain freeze is real. The brain freeze. Yeah. Is, yeah. Brain freeze is real. Yeah. yeah. The brain freeze is real. It just reminds me of slushies as well. Whenever I see yeah. those, like those margaritas, the, yeah. machines, I mean, they taste amazing. I mean, in the summer, I do love, love a good yeah. frozen margarita. Yeah. Okay, next one. Uh, dry martini. Shit. Female. Really? Ooh, controversial. Okay, I would. Oof. My mom loves them, so probably female i th- yeah as it is like lucille bluth type yeah. of type of vibes yeah yeah, I, yeah dry martini yeah, could do. a woman of a certain age a woman yeah. of a certain age yeah but i very very often see men ordering martinis yeah. in china yeah yeah i think whenever i think of like a, a dry martini i always think of like the 1920s mm-hmm. and i think both genders were ordering them yeah. in the 1920s yeah. like, yeah, i always enough. think of that that leonardo dicaprio gif where he's kind of going like this yeah in, um, yes What's that movie? Greg Gatsby. Greg Gatsby. Yeah, and I think like a- around that type of period, it wasn't a gendered drink. Like everyone was drinking them. Yeah, same, I, I always strength. think of it as very as very neutral. I mean, yeah. and it is a yeah. But yeah. what do we think of dirty martinis? Is that very very amazing. Very female. female. Okay. All right. Maybe more. Female or fabulous. Female, female or fabulous. fabulous. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one. Daiquiri. Uh, are we talking about a, a classic daiquiri? Classic? I guess so. It doesn't. It doesn't specify which flavor. It just says daiquiri. It's tough. I feel like that's more of a. And I'll, I'll have a reason for this. A female drink, because you get that non-alcoholic. And sometimes women aren't drinking, especially in China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they still want something sweet or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. we do a lot of daiquiris, and we're very happy about it. 
but sometimes you know you're not drinking for your monthly visits and there is a reason you know in China mm-hmm. I mean I guess yeah I usually would see it as I think it's perceived as more female yeah, yeah. however was well loved and made famous by Hemingway the great the greatest proprietor of the no, the Hemingway daiquiri is fantastic but that's not yeah that's grapefruit juice Delicious. Delicious, though. It's actually delicious. Mm. More booze, less sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Almost no sugar. Hmm? It's just rum, grapefruit. Was it gin? Rum, rum. No, it's rum, grapefruit, maraschino. Yep. Lime, and I think I think it just has a tiny bit. Well, the maraschino is sugar already. Yeah. Okay, we're getting into the. Yeah, we're getting into the top two now. Does anybody have any guesses as to what the top two might be? Old fashioned. Not a Cosmo. Old fashioned and Negroni. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So number two is a Negroni. Okay. So what do we think? Negroni's male or female? Neutral. 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 I would say neutral as well. (laughs) 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 So I okay. So I actually okay. So I also think neutral, Mm -hmm. but. I disagree with so many people as to whether you drink a Negroni before or after a meal. Because I think I've had this conversation with you before where you're like, you should drink a Negroni before a meal because it opens up your stomach. Absolutely. But for me, I like a Negroni as a dessert replacement just because it's it's thick and it's sticky. I would say you would be unusual then. Really? Yes. Okay. Because the like bitter and sweet is meant to open up your appetite make you more hungry so we were talking about how like here in china when they decide if a drink is like male or female they a lot of times look at the abv right Mm -hmm. like negroni is you know all alcohol Mm -hmm. so do you think do you think here they would look at it as a female or like a male drink instead of i I think they'd look at it as a male drink here i think of it pretty neutral but i but i think they they also look at sweet drinks as right so where do they where do they like here in Shanghai, or I China. guess yeah, that, people would probably look at it as a male. As a male, because like yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it also has like bitter, bitter. right? It's yeah. like yeah. it's like very like strong bitter components. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd say maybe more male. Yeah. yeah, but there are some great twists on the gradings that are going around. Always, yeah, yeah, always. There always are. Always. Yeah. Um, okay, last mm-hmm. one is old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Definitely male. Seen as a male. Male. Yes. Also, it's my favorite drink to make. Why? I just love making milk. They're just relaxing. Yeah. Do you use like it a real is. brown sugar cube or do you? A brown sugar cube. Uh, I learned this from Dario from um, Mezzo. He used to be a bar, a restaurant here. Mm-hmm. But like he always does a half cube of sugar, bitters, uh, soda water, and then you muddle that up so it gets into a nice paste. Mm-hmm. Almost, and then you add your whiskey or whatever you want to add to it. Like a splash of soda, right? Yeah, this is a splash of soda, like maybe yeah. like five ml, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing farther than that. You're just opening up the sugars, get everything together, mm-hmm. and then uh, you add your spirit and you stir it all up. You have some orange peel, some very nice drink, and a big ice cube, mm-hmm. and that's just a beautiful drink. Um, it's one of those drinks where it's like an omelet for new chefs coming into a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh, they ask mm-hmm. you to make a drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old fashioned yeah. the drink because yeah. it's that's, that, that's your interview. Super easy to make the drink, mm-hmm. but it's but also so super complicated. Easy yeah. to, but it's also easy to make it Bad. terribly. Well, you're yeah. seeing a lot yeah. of techniques like the stir right. technique. Yeah, I'm using my fingers here for those listening at home. I'm using my two uh, 
my middle finger and my ring finger mm -hmm. to do a stirring motion. Mm -hmm. um, and that shows you a lot about the technique that the bartender's using. Mm -hmm. If they know how to spin a stir straw, a mm -hmm. stir spoon, sorry, which is a long spoon, you know they know how to bartend. They've mm -hmm. done it before. Mm -hmm. So if they're just gripping with their hand and like stirring like a witch, mm -hmm. you know it's not the right Mm -hmm. The guys, Not the, right the person's never bartended before. Mm -hmm. right. So, like, it's one of those things where, like, uh, old fashioned is a couple techniques. You're obviously you're doing the muddling, you're doing the stirring, mm -hmm. you're doing a twist for orange mm -hmm. with making sure you don't use pith. Like, mm -hmm. you're doing everything, a couple techniques that are very serious to make a very simple drink. Yes, it's right. one of the ultimate classics, right? So, yeah. ultimate classics. But yeah. so, I, I would feel like that's more of a guy's drink. Mm -hmm. Because it's one of those things, yeah, the APV. And maybe we just lived here long enough, that's what we think. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Kelvin, what, what do you feel like? What would your sister drink? What's her go-to drink? She doesn't drink, like, water. <laughs> well, that's not hang out with your sister. I will say old-fashioned is, is... No, I definitely think If I'm a, at a new bar, that's, like, one of my go-tos. Like, I'll see if they've got a signature old-fashioned, and that's the drink yeah. I'll try. I actually yeah. went to a bar the other day where I ordered an old-fashioned, and it came out in, like, literally 30 seconds, mm -hmm. and I was like, I doubt this is going to be any good. No. Just because, it, like, it takes a lot of finesse, you know? Like It's moves, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. it's skilled moves. Like, mm -hmm. you're starting to get to a point where, like, that's why I said it's relaxing. Mm -hmm. Right. You're getting your stir on. You're stirring the ice even before you do all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I'm also finding really interesting about this top 10 as well is there's only one drink on here that's less than 30 years old. Oh. Yeah, the Aperol Spritz was in was it the 90s. It was invented in the 90s. Was it really? It was yeah. Huh. Yeah, look. As I was spirits, something totally Created by the Barbary Brothers in the 1990s. Aperol is obviously. Da, 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 da. That's not true. Logan, uh, Logan made his first one in the 80s. <laughs> it's not <laughs> true. I wrote an article about it at Shanghai. Uh, Aperol Spritz. Cause it came from uh, soldiers in World War Two or World War One. What? Yeah, that's why it's a spritz. Oh. It was like French soldiers or Italian soldiers. Uh, German soldiers were in the Alps of Germany in World War Two, and that's why they're calling the spritz. Oh. Yeah, nineties sounds way too. Yeah, it's that's not it? true. Way yeah. too late. Yeah, because even when you're thinking about you know like uh where the Neg where the Negroni came from. That's it was, it was, it was like a duke, right? It was like it was a, a count, it was like count, count or a duke. Who, yeah, yeah. Um, who wanted a stronger Americano. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Americano, I mean, that's soda water. Just, that's almost a spritz, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and... Um, <clears throat> that's yeah. not your fault. I mean, that's what the website said to you. Oh, yeah, okay, so here I have conflicts. It says 1919. Yep. The yeah. Spritz. Yeah. So I don't know why the other article said 1990. People don't do... They don't, they, don't, they don't do their homework, right? Yeah, right. somebody oh, named okay. Logan wrote about an article about it. Mm. Okay. Well, that was interesting. Well, guys, any other... Th so, what do we think? Like, if you go to a bar and somebody gives you the, the pink menu if you're a lady, or a blue menu if you're a man, uh, what's your response to it? I'd say, can I see both menus, please? I will say it in not as nice for me. <laughs> yeah. Kelpin? I will be like, can I get an old-fashioned yeah. <laughs> I will say I will take the Cosmo, please. Yeah, see, and that's the thing, right? Like, look at this, just this, this, the people in this room and how they'll order their drinks, yeah. right? Like, I mean, basically, I I don't like to be told what to do anyway. So if someone's telling me like this drink is for you, I'm like, well, let me see all the other ones, and even if you just told me my favorite one, I'm not sure if I'll order it. 
but, but no, not, but I, I just I don't. feel like they're not being mean, and that they generally just that's what people think, and respecting other cultures. I'll go with it. Of course, I'm gonna drink a manly drink like a cosmopolitan or an appetini. But yeah. or rosé. I'm not worried about them judging me. No, no. For it's, for me, it's not judgment. It's just that, like, I think that I someone should ask me what kind of drink I like, yeah, and then make a suggestion. I, I think the better question is always like, what What do you prefer? Like, what's your base alcohol? Like, do you like your drinks more sour, sweet, or and so on? Instead of like just suggesting. That's what I ask people if they're, yeah. when I'm making them a drink. You know, like what What do you normally like to drink or what kind of flavors do you like? Mm. Right. If someone's asking my opinion, you know, like what should I have, then that's what I'll ask. I'll not be like, well, that's, yeah, do you have a penis or a vagina? Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, like the, the flavor palette is obviously like much more important than like, you know, what what gender you are. Yeah. You know, because like that is genuinely unique to different yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know, like at the end of the day, if somebody asked me to make a drink for them, I have to take a couple things in the background of my of my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Kelvin, let's say, Kelvin asked me for a drink. Mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, I know Kelvin's a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants something with a little bit finesse, but something, you know, mm-hmm. cool to watch being made, but mm-hmm. maybe not the strongest drink. So I know they got Or Helena asked me for something. I know I'm going to go for gin. I'm going to do some couple things. So sometimes you just... But you know these people and kind of, you know a bit about their palates, right? And you know a bit about them. Like, if it's someone that you don't know at all, then I would think that it's up to you to not just look at them, but ask them a question. Yeah, you have yeah. to ask right? a couple questions. Yeah, yeah. They and that's fine. You. And I think that's fine. And if and if it's a woman and they're like, I like sweet and sour and light and bubbly, then you, that's what you make. And if it's a man who says the same, that's what you make, you know? But I guess it's just like, leave it to the customer and I think when educating people about cocktails we should never be like these drinks are for women and these drinks are for but men I think yeah. That, well, yeah. that's just, what it goes back to though is the issue is that guys will say I just want this one drink I want Maker's Buck on the Rocks because mm-hmm. this is what I know to order they're not they're not scared about ordering it mm-hmm. I think ordering a drink really is a scary thing for a lot of people right yeah. but that's why you're there to help yeah. yeah you're there to help but you know they don't know I'm an ally for their help in this mm-hmm. right right I could be some guy. They all look at him. He's drinking a pink drink. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I think it's. A, <laughs> Have you ever done that? No, because I'm drinking with him. <laughs> but yeah, but that's what I mean is that like it's, de- it's like overall. So like my whole, whole take from this whole conversation is that like overall like certain stereotypes and like predispositions are ingrained into our society, and then people then feel like they need to fall in line with those. And I think that itself is a problem that we should be doing away with in 2022. Stop telling people what's for men or for women or whatever, and like help people make decisions based on based on their palate. Based on yeah, yeah. whatever you yeah. want to drink is fine. You're not hurting anybody. Yeah. If you want to drink beer with soju with, Ugh. hey, don't knock it till you try it, lady. Soju bomb. That was a very strong reaction. Ugh, it just sounds terrible. I don't beer and soju. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of beer anyway. I'm, I'm not. I'm not much I'm of a beer, beer drinker. Here. No. I, I don't like beer tails. I'm really against beer You also don't like no, laybacks. I'm not into it either. Hmm? Laybacks? What did you call no, it the other day? Laybacks. laybacks. Oh, laybacks. Yeah. I'm not familiar with those. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so thank you so much. This is a great conversation. I guess this is the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what we want to say, I think we all deeply mean this from the bottom of our hearts. Drink what you want and want what you drink. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right? And enjoy it. 
somebody took the time to make it for you and you worked hard enough to make the money to spend for it. So enjoy your drink. It doesn't matter what color it is, doesn't matter the flavor, if that's what you like, that's what you should get. Yeah, under infectiality.